We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This is Morgan Seggers. Today we're going to talk a little bit about some new policies coming into America in 2023 because it's the start of the new year. Legislation is about to be implemented that was passed last year. And uh, let's just say it's going to have a a pretty negative impact on us, on our country, on states. And I'm deeply worried about it. But at the same time, we need to be focusing our attention on what truly matters, not getting caught up in the political mess in the marketing and money-making machine that is the political industry. And instead, we need to be making positive changes in our own life, in our own family, in our own communities. That is really where the rubber meets the road. That's where positive change truly will come. And I'm dedicated to that. So that being said, let's get on into it. Wow. Okay, before the first topic, we got to read the My Pillow ad. Have you ever picked up a towel set? <laughs> because it feels really soft in the store, but then you go to use it and it's not very absorbent. I basically hate when this happens. So this ad reading is kind of funny to me. It's a towel leaving you out to dry. No one likes that. That's why My Pillow has developed the My Pillow towels, towels that work, towels that actually dry you off. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that dry you. Their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors. And right now you can receive a six-piece towel set for only $39.98 with promo code Morgan. I have the black and white ones, black ones and white ones. I just like that in my bathroom. I like to have a lot of greenery, a lot of plants in my bathroom. There's like eucalyptus and stuff that you could put in the shower too. So then you got that, you got the white and the black, nice sharp colors With the green plants, I'm telling you, it's the best vibe. And then my shower curtain is like a baby yellow because it really just absorbs that nice morning sunlight. Okay, I'm going off on a tangent here. But my pillow products come with a 10-year warranty. They have a 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece towel set, go to MyPillow.com, use promo code MORGAN. All right, homemakers out there, you want good towels for your family? (laughs) Look at me selling these towels. Okay, you want good towels for your family. Bottom line, start the day off right. Let's go. Okay, now let's talk about some good stuff. Okay, so basically, Morgan likes going to church, right? And my usual church experience is cowboy church. You can, you know, visualize this one. It's Morgan in a little prairie dress and cowgirl boots. Going to church, listening to some country gospel. Basically, Johnny Cash sounding songs a banjo, a guitar, a harmonica, a fiddle. We got the cowboys playing at the front, nice and soft, and then a nice lesson. And then wha-bam, you go home. It's a wonderful Sunday morning. But I've recently been also experiencing other kinds of churches, including Church of the Highlands. And I've just got to say, I went to the Wednesday night service last night, and it was nice. I'm filming this on Thursday. I went to the Wednesday night service and I've just got to say that the leader of this church is fantastic in the sense that he speaks up on issues that are not political, but have been made political and he doesn't bring it up in a political way, but he, he was brought to tears last night. I kid you not, this grown man, strong, masculine man brought to tears 
on the stage of the church that he started, which it has grown so much and that it just, I respect him so much for it. But he had this vision to build a church. He built it. Now there's a ton of these churches that he started across the, the region. And he's brought to tears on this stage. And I, I'm going to misquote him here, but basically he said, even though we've built all this, I feel like how is this going wrong in our country? How, how are we in this place? Something's wrong is what he said. Something's wrong and it's happening on my watch. And he cried about it in front of everybody. And he said, God, if I'm doing something wrong, if I'm doing something that is deserving of this, this wrath in this way, please redirect me. Are we doing something wrong here? How is this happening in our nation? And he brought up the massive chaos and confusion that we're experiencing on an individual, on a family level, on a community level, and on a national level. And he directly called out the fact, he's like, people don't even know if a man can get pregnant or not. And he says, we're over here confused about who can get pregnant, but God is not confused. And it was like, ooh. So he's not being mean. He's not being aggressive in any way. He's just saying, you guys, what is happening that we have reached such a level of chaos in our country that these very basic fundamental things are now confusing to us? Something's wrong here and it's happening on our watch. And to hear him explain it in that way where he he brings so much goodness and he even feels the weight on his shoulders of is there anything else I could be doing? <laughs> you know, I think a lot of us feel that. And then we see what's going on in Washington, D.C. I haven't even, I'm going to be honest, I have not looked at the news. I don't know what the heck. It's Thursday at 10.50 a.m. I don't know if they've even elected a Speaker of the House or not. I don't even know. And I honestly don't even care right now because it's just ridiculous. You have some Republicans that all of a sudden, even though they know that there's problems in D.C., they know that there's a huge establishment problem. They know we've been having all these issues with our party. Now, all of a sudden, they're mad that there's a little uprising in the GOP to call for new leadership. They're saying, oh, you better get in line. It's like, wait, I'm sorry. I thought you liked the attitude that our founders had. I thought you liked the fact that the anti-federalists and the federalists went at it. I thought you liked how scrappy our founders were. I thought you wanted change like that in our country. And now we're seeing that. We're seeing some classic representative government actually take place in our government in D.C. of all places. And you're saying, go get in line, you 20 Republicans. Listen, I don't know. I don't know what their intentions are. I don't know if some of them are good or bad. Who knows, right? But it's so weird to see everybody that complains about what's going on in DC. They complain about the direction of our party and our party's leadership. And now all of a sudden they're shaken up just by this little thing. Don't let the media, don't let the Republicans in the media, the conservatives in the media, the left in the media say, oh, the Republicans are in disarray because they can't get a speaker. Listen, let this thing play out. This is the kind of scrappiness that our founders wanted. Actual dialogue, actual discourse, actual fighting for the positions of leadership in the party and in the country. Not just, oh, you've waited your turn, Kevin McCarthy. Oh, you've waited your turn, fill in the blank. You've been good and quiet and voted in line every single time, and now it's your turn to get this cool, powerful position. Toe the line, right? That's what I'm seeing here. So, you know what? I haven't even been paying attention. I'm texting my parents. I'm hanging out with my loved ones. 
And the only updates I've gotten are the messages from my sweet mama who loves to watch Tucker and she just texts me every once in a while saying, oh, they just had another vote and nothing happened. That's my current state of mind on this, okay? With this political stuff, it's easy for us to get wrapped up and want to watch our, our screens and scroll and scroll and scroll and see the outrageously extreme and dramatized captions that people have, right? And then we get all worked up. We get all frustrated. It's really, really quite a change to your life to not even pay attention to those things because the amount of peace and calmness you have in your life when you take that stuff away and you focus on more important things, it's like, wait, okay, there's a way for me to be aware of the, the government issues that we're facing. It's, it's possible for me to be a concerned citizen that's aware, that's keeping in touch, that's staying knowledgeable, that's staying active, and that's focusing on the things that I can change and have positive impact on without keeping up with these viral headlines that actually don't really mean anything and are more so just part of that political industry. In no way am I saying, hey guys, abandon everything. Screw it all. Our founders wanted responsible citizens. You know what? Just screw it. We want to be left alone. Let's just abandon all politics. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying there is a healthy way for us to have balance in our lives instead of being pulled back and forth constantly by all of the forces in the political industry. And I think it would help us out all a lot to take that out. And I bring up that, I mean, just for example, remember how I was like saying I got frustrated at America Fest because someone came up to me and was like, Morgan, 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 can we ask you a question? Can we ask you a question? And they put a camera in my face and a big microphone. And they're like, who's hotter, liberal or conservative women? And then I guess there was also someone going around asking like, who's hotter, Lauren Boebert or AOC? And it's like, (laughs) the Republic is at stake. (laughs) And I don't want to be answering this question. I don't want to dedicate my time to it. This is a negative addition to the conversation. First of all, I don't want to talk about other people and compare them based on physical traits at all. Second, I don't want to be talking about this kind of political stuff when there's serious conversations that we need to have about things like education reform. And then I won't go on a tangent, but that's why everything at the state level and below matters most. Make sure you're in a safe state, people. Okay. With that all being said, I know I just went on a little tangent. With that all being said, first I want to go through some updates that we have coming out of California about some policies that are going to be implemented. And I just told you, don't get caught up in the politics of things. Don't get all wrapped up in all these crazy posts that you're seeing. But I wanted to bring this up because like I was mentioning um, of what the church leader said last night in his message on the Wednesday first night event, he was bringing up something of like, listen, I know we're not in Old Testament times anymore. We aren't experiencing directly God's wrath against us because we have that new covenant. We have that new relationship. We have the New Testament. Instead of feeling that aggressive, direct version of God's wrath when we do something wrong, like what happened in the Old Testament so many times, instead we're seeing something, and he called it divine abandonment. God's saying, all right, you want to do it your way? Then go help yourself, okay? And I see that taking place in states like California. Unfortunately, we have so many people in this country who who joyfully bake and decorate cakes when it's time for them and their friends to have an abortion. They shout their abortion. They celebrate some really detestable things. And 
when we get to such a low level in society as doing something like that, instead of the even the, the safe, legal, rare debate that was many decades ago at this point, we kind of wonder, where is God in this? <laughs> like, I think we, we go through these problems and we're like, where the heck is God? And, and people that aren't Christians, they say, where is your God now? You know, they, they look at suicide, they look at car accidents, they look at childhood cancer or cancer for anybody. Like, and they say, where's your God? You know, they always use that against us. But I think in this situation, when we see the absolute decline of society, what the message was last night is if you're truly going to look at the world around you and say, I reject God and I reject things that are good. I reject everything that you stand for in faith. And we're going to go about it our own way. We're going to go about it in this worldly way. God's going to be like, all right, you go ahead and do that. And it was that concept of, of indirect wrath, of, of divine abandonment. And I thought that was so interesting. I don't know. But I, I see that and I think of California in this way. Because let's look at what happens in a state like California where its people actively desire these kind of solutions from a government level. I found this post from Turning Point USA and it said four new laws going into effect in California in 2023. It says California is ringing in the new year with new laws on abortion, transgender youth, and illegal immigrant police. AB 2223 protects women who choose to get abortions from prosecution, even if the abortion happens outside of the medical industry. This is called reproductive justice, a human right, and abolishes the requirement that coroners investigate stillbirths. Legislation AB 107 is about transgender youth, and it aids children from other states in America to come to California for sex change procedures and hormone treatments. It shields transgender people, including youth and their parents, from legal action from states that have bans and restrictions. So now California is going to use taxpayer dollars from their own citizens to help children proceed with sex change procedures and treatments that are irreversible. This one is on illegal immigrants and law enforcement, SB 960. It removes the provision that an individual must be a citizen or permanent resident of the United States in order to become a police officer. It allows legal immigrants to become officers, but does not specify that illegal immigrants are barred from doing so. So this is skirting around legal language, jargon, in order to allow, without specifically saying or not saying, now basically illegal immigrants could become police officers. Now, instead of making it a more simple process to become a legal immigrant or making sure that we have a society of law and order, I don't know, that's supposed to be kept up by the police. We now have police officers that didn't follow the law to get to this country and now are going to, what, enforce the law. I get worried about this stuff because we're becoming more and more totalitarian and authoritarian in America. And we look at our soldiers, we look at our police force, and we say, well, we back the blue. We, they would never do that to us. <laughs> we back our military. They would never do that to us. Well, the people that had a backbone, and are, I know that there's, I didn't mean to say that for everybody, but a lot of the people that had a backbone in our military that were more conservative, that thought for themselves, that had critical thinking skills, I'm sorry if this sounds aggressive, and that were willing to make sacrifices for their values and for common sense, 
they were kicked out of the military for not getting a certain something, right? They didn't get vaccinated, and then now they got kicked out of the military. Same with the police force. And more and more, because of the critical race theory treatments or trainings, and because of all of the stuff going on and being forced down their throats, you have people not joining the military or the police force or leaving before they had planned to or retiring early because they just want to get out. And so that's happening in the military and the police force. On top of that, you have the defunding of the police. You have the attacks on police that are de-incentivizing people from joining. And who's joining instead in California? Now they're going to have illegal immigrants that, to be honest, are going to align with the side that helped them get here in an inappropriate way. That kind of stuff just really compounds and makes me more and more nervous. I got to be honest. And last, I thought this one was interesting. It's Rap Lyrics in Court, AB 2799. It aims to restrict the use of rap lyrics as evidence by prosecutors in criminal cases, directs judges on how to determine whether the inclusion of these lyrics injects racial bias into the proceedings. (laughs) I think that, you know, say you murder someone and there's a video of you the day before rapping on social media lyrics about murdering someone. I've become more and more sensitive to what you allow in your space, in your home, in your mind. And if you are listening to that kind of stuff, you got bad juju all up in there, bad spirits. You have bad energy. And I am not, not into it whatsoever. Now I find it interesting, this little story from college. When I went to college and I had that communist roommate, another, you know, conversation we had had was how I said, it's really unfortunate what's in rap music these days. And this is before WAP came out, right? And I hope you guys Google what WAP stands for, W-A-P. That was the number one song in America. And that alone says so much, right? (laughs) That says so, so, so much. I think we should be able to address as a country, as normal humans, that, hey, when we sing the kind of songs, especially in rap music. And I'm not saying rap music is the only music. There's bad country music out there too. Like I've, I've been pretty outspoken on the fact that I don't think it's ever healthy to promote negativity in our culture by putting it into music. Like when Carrie Underwood says she's going to smash her ex's tires for cheating on him, you know what? There's got to be a healthier way to handle that. Let's not add to the toxicity of the situation. When you hope in a country song that your ex who cheated on you goes and cheats on someone else. I don't think that that's a good idea either. That was a popular song this year. What was that song? Um, and then I hope he cheats or, and then I hope she cheats, right? Basically the girl in the country song gets cheated on. And then she says, I hope that your next girlfriend cheats on you. Okay. And I hear that and it just makes me sad because it's like, you know what? There's a lot of people listening to that and they might be inspired to continue on that kind of toxic behavior. In reality, I hope that the person that cheated on you comes to understand how horrible their actions were. I've experienced it myself. We're like, it's a horrible feeling. (laughs) You know, nobody wants that. And so even though I was hurt, even though we were hurt in that process, do we want to put that onto another person and keep extending that negativity? Here I am bringing faith into it again. But when we think of like, why, why is Jesus called the Prince of Peace? It's because it it brings peace into our lives and then it it has a positive impact on how we 
interact with other people and those little interactions of positivity and peace and love, those will spread to others and others and have a positive impact on a larger level than we can even imagine. And so even when we're hurt, even when people trespass against us, we should do everything we can to be positive and kind individuals. So I'm not just saying that this is about rap music. I think country music's got some problems too. If you guys have seen George and Tammy, it's the new, <laughs> it's a new docuseries or something, whatever it's called, a new show on George Jones and Tammy Wynette. I love both of them. They are both classic country superstars, okay? George Jones sings some of my favorite songs, but they are a hot mess in this show. And it's hard because George Jones sings one woman man. In reality, he's got some problems with that, right? And on top of that, George Jones sings same old me, loving the same sweet you. Time doesn't have an impact on us. What do you know? Him and Tammy Wynette get divorced after like six years, okay? <laughs> As we get older, we look at those people we put on pedestals and that we idolize and we love their music because it's so sweet and wholesome. And what do you know? They've got problems. Everybody's a sinner, right? But that being said, I just want to make it clear. I am not saying it's just rap music. That being said, when I was in college, I had a conversation with that communist roommate of mine, and I said it's really unfortunate that rap music has gotten so aggressive talking about sexual behavior. It's really explicit. On top of that, you're singing about murdering other people and doing really, really evil things. This isn't just a little slay, I'm going to smash your tires because you had sex with some other woman. This is straight up. I'm going to murder people. I dream of shooting people and stabbing people and ending people's lives. It, it's very, very, very bad. I mean, take away the fun music of it. If you just look at the lyrics, it's evil. And I think it's sad that we, if we look at the top 10 songs in our country, they're always quite negative. And it says a lot about our state, I would say, our state of being. I said that. And she came back and she said, Mark, something about how that's racist because that's black people expressing themselves in their own way. It's their culture. And I was like, I'm sorry, but I see really wonderful aspects of black culture. And I don't really think that it's fair to put just negative lyrics from some bad apples that happen to be black and are rapping. There's bad white rappers too. But it's like, I really don't think there's many black people that are like, yeah. I want that to be labeled as my culture. <laughs> it's like, I think culture is a wonderful thing for all backgrounds. My family's Italian. I hate when people say white people don't have a culture because in reality, we all have backgrounds and we've all just kind of mushed together because we're a melting pot in America. But at the end of the day, it's weird to look at the negative, nasty rap music. And if you criticize it for fantasizing about murder and nasty behavior towards women, you say, well, that's just black people expressing themselves. Don't insult their culture. It's like, you know what? Maybe that's weird of you to put onto black people. Thank you. You know, thank you, little white college girl. I appreciate you saying that because I know your heart is probably really well-intentioned as you say it, but maybe you're the one in the wrong here. That being said, this goes back to the fact that now we're seeing policies we're seeing that bigotry of low expectations take place in California where you can't even look at someone rapping about murdering someone because if they murder someone the next day in real life, you can't even say, hey, why were you, maybe that you know shows your motive a little bit. Why were you fantasizing in a song and posting it on a social media that you were going to murder someone and then you murdered someone the next day? Don't you think that kind of 
plays into the court case a little bit. Now we can't even make that kind of connection because it injects racial bias. So all of this, this lawlessness, this chaos, this attack on unborn children in the womb, this attack on children with their sexuality. Children shouldn't even have a sexuality, first of all, but this attack on their bodies and irreversible damage that is being put onto it with taxpayer dollars, with law, legal institutions, and now this inclusion of racism and hatred and division is being injected into our government. It's not just in culture, it's now in government. What's that classic phrase? Politics is downstream from culture. But what do we like to add to it on this show? That culture is downstream from how we raise and educate our children. So, woo, it all starts in the home. All right. So those are the four things that are going to be taking place in California starting in 2023. So happy 2023. We'll have to keep an eye on that. But I have a fun, exciting way for us to end off this episode. And it comes from the Natural Minded Mama. If you guys don't follow the Natural Minded Mama on Instagram, it's one of my favorite pages. And while we continue to hammer home the point on this show about controlling the things that you can control and not getting mixed up into the bad stuff and focusing on the positive, making serious changes. I get a lot of questions all the time in my DMs about little suggestions that I have. And I'm always honest with you guys about, listen, I'm still exploring what brands I like as I try and find healthy swaps and all that kind of stuff, whether it's makeup or food or all the different kind of products. And so I'm slowly working on that and I just don't want to endorse anything when I'm still in that testing phase. You know what I mean? Instead, though, I found a really great thing that Natural Minded Mama did, and she posted the following thing. It's titled, Small Steps to Take to Start Living a Bit Less Toxic in 2023. And so this is, if you're a beginner and you hear me kind of talk about this stuff and you're like, what is she even talking about? There is a lot of nasty stuff that we've accepted as a society in America that other countries don't even have that are legal. Or that we know are bad and for some reason we all just kind of keep our head down and we have this dangerous complacency and we say, hey, everybody's doing fine. We all, like our parents did fine, our grandparents did fine. And we completely ignore the fact that there is chronic illness. There's massive levels of toxicity. There's massive infertility issues. And there is so much sickness and unhealthiness in our country that it's become the norm. And we think that all these kind of things are okay. We know the science on so much of this, and that's why it's easy for us to make small, simple steps. I know it seems crazy because you're like, wait, I've used all this stuff my whole life. Yeah, that's why it's kind of overwhelming. And so these posts are really helpful for you and for me to help make these quick, immediate, and small steps that will have, I believe, long-term massive positive impacts on you, especially, listen to me, young men and women. If you are in the age of planning to get married, planning to have children or having children, listen to me. It's becoming more and more apparent via the real science that the health of your reproductive system right now, before you have your kids, is going to impact the health of your children in the future. The health of your sperm cell, boys, and the health of your eggs, women, is going to impact the health of your children. Please keep that in mind. Do whatever you can to prepare your children for the best possible outcomes in life once they are born. Your decisions today, you might be 17 listening to this. Most of the people listening to this are pretty young. You might be 17 years old, a young girl, and watching this. I am asking you to just make some very simple changes 
and it will impact your family for generations. How crazy is that? So just consider that. Not only that, but women, women listen to this and I want men to listen to this because you should care about the women in your life making these changes. What we consume stays in our body. They are toxins. There is a lot of toxic material that we consume on a daily basis and the things that we put on our skin, etc. That all stays in our body. And when we get pregnant, these toxins that have been in our body that we have not detoxed, they leave our body by going through the placenta to our child in the womb. That's very, very bad. There's a lot of serious problems here. Not only that, but it affects our infertility before we even get that baby that we're blessed with. So that being said, some women are finally like, oh shoot, so how can I detox? And maybe I'll do a full episode on detoxing and, and really looking into that. And no, I'm not talking about drinking those nasty green drinks and being unhealthy in that way. There, there's just a process where you can actually detox things like metals out of your body before you're pregnant. But the thing is, once you're pregnant, you cannot detox. It's not safe. Okay. You have to do it before you get pregnant. So if you're a young woman, please consider these things. And if you're a young man, please consider when you lead your family in the future, how you can take part in this. Everybody good? We got it? Okay. Because now we're going to go through some solutions. So thank you to the natural minded mama for this. Number one, it says cut back on plastic. So if you guys didn't know this, yes, there's plastic in our foods, but there's also a lot of problems with the chemicals that come from the things that we put our food in, the plastic containers. So the plastic water bottles, the plastic storage bins, the plastic cups, the plastic baggies, the plastic cling wrap, all of that kind of stuff. Think of the chemicals that go into creating those products and then start to realize that all those chemicals actually leak into our food and then we consume them and then those chemicals stay in our body because there's no real healthy way for them to just naturally be digested. I know it's concerning because we all have used these things for our whole lives. But instead of, for example, instead of plastic bowls, use glass mixing bowls. Instead of plastic storage containers for your food, I use glass storage containers. Instead of plastic cups and silverware, please use glass storage in your pantry and glasses, glass plates or porcelain plates, whatever they are, and glass drinkware. For plastic Ziploc baggies. You can use paper baggies. You can use other containers or there's like beeswax paper that you can use to replace cling wrap and stuff, or there's reusable covers and, and linens and stuff like that. So think of what our grandparents used to use. They used it for a reason. It's because it was sustainable. It lasted. All you had to do is wash it. These are simple things that you can change immediately. Next, please listen to this one. Stop eating things that are not God's natural colors. Okay. You can make beautiful plates of food with God's natural colors. I like to make little plates in the morning of scrambled eggs. I have avocado and blueberries and sweet potatoes. So then I've got bright orange, these bright blue blueberries, bright yellow scrambled eggs, and then that green avocado. And that alone is like so cool to see. So then when you look at something like an orange soda, <laughs> Natural-minded mama is like, listen, you need to stop. So think of things like fruit snacks. Fruit snacks can easily be replaced with 
dried fruit or natural fruit strips or things. There's plenty of options at the store or online for similar kind of fruit snacks or chews or whatever that are not fake colors. The artificial dyes have serious problems in them. Children's cough syrup and drinkable medicine is also bad. And especially this, you guys, think of things like orange soda. That is not naturally orange because of the orange juice in it. Is there even orange juice in it? Probably not. So I should say this, if you go to the natural minded mama on Instagram, it has the actual brands of different examples of this, but I just want to keep you guys aware of how this is in everything. So that's why I'm kind of listing them off. Other things with artificial dyes, think of things like cereal with Lucky Charms, Gatorade. Look at the color of red Gatorade and just ask yourself, how did it get to be red? What is in this that made it so concentrated in this red color? And as you start to think about it and you start to consider all the negative impacts of artificial dye on the body, you start to go, wow, maybe I shouldn't be consuming something like that. The next thing, which I really love for the homemakers out there and the people that love baking, we use that food dye quite a lot, don't we? To dye our frosting, to dye the cakes, whatever we're making. There is quite a lot of options once you do a little investigation into natural food dye. Some of them are based like on food colors from nature is one of those brands, but I swear they have like organic natural colors that you can use to dye your frosting and to dye things and keep it just as fun for the kids, especially if that's what you're doing to like decorate cookies. But I'm begging you, don't get those cheap $1 food dye packages that are just absolutely nasty. The next thing she suggests on her page is to ditch high fructose corn syrup. Okay. So this is in things as unhealthy as popsicles or something like Smucker strawberry jam, which has a bunch of random ingredients in it, or things like Yo Play yogurt. And it's not like I'm asking you to not be fun here. Okay. There's plenty of good opportunities like good pop popsicles. There is natural jam that you can buy that is just fruit mixed with sugar or honey, which I love if you use honey as the replacement. That's basically what I always do. And then on top of that, there's yogurt. And she suggests Stonyfield Organic Probiotic Yogurt. That's exactly what I use. I just made yogurt this morning and I literally mashed up a bunch of blueberries, mixed honey in there, and then put plain organic yogurt in. And it tasted way better than a Chobani. Got me? Okay. And this is the next big one. Ditch the artificial fragrance. I have said this time and time again. If you look up me, look up like my name and I'm trying to think gender bender chemicals, artificial fragrance, candles, (laughs) random episodes will come up where I explain this. But basically artificial fragrance has synthetic estrogen in it, which is a gender bender chemical, basically adding extra estrogen into your system when you breathe it in. So if you're a woman with too much estrogen, that's bad because you need balanced hormones. If you're a man with extra estrogen, that's a lady hormone. What do you think happens to a man with too many lady hormones in him? Just get your get a little thinking creatively in your brain of what is going to happen with that. Now imagine a young unborn baby boy forming his first initial foundational cells inside of his mother's womb and his mother is breathing in all the nice perfumes, all the Bath and Body Works lotion on her skin, all the Febreze and the air that she's using as an air freshener, all the candles from TJ Maxx, all the Glade plug-in scentsy things, all the Gain laundry detergent, 
and all of the products in her bathroom that have artificial fragrance in them. All that is going right into her placenta to the baby. Please, please stop doing that. For smelling up the room in a nice way, either it's from cooking or you can simmer pots. I slice apples and cinnamon and boil them and you can kind of do it seasonally. There's also natural organic perfumes that you can use that are not synthetic estrogen filled. And then there's, of course, healthy swaps for cleaning ingredients and Natural Mind and Mama shares all these. The next thing she says is consolidate where it makes sense. So with all these individualized cleaning ingredients that have harmful stuff in it and all of the face moisturizers and all the products, it's kind of crazy when you look at it. Women put over 100 chemicals a day on their skin. When in reality, I personally think it's all a scam and they're trying to just get us to need more of their products. So I have ditched mostly all of that stuff and I just use a little bit organic makeup and a simple like goat milk mixture and beef tallow as lotion. Same thing with cleaning products. She says that you should use force of nature as your options. Next thing, reduce EMF exposure, you guys. So at night, you should be turning off your Wi-Fi router and keeping your phone away from your bed. Do not, I repeat, do not use your AirPods anymore. Used wired headphones or a speakerphone. Why is this? It's because those nasty Bluetooth headphones, Bluetooth is already bad, like they're already saying like, oh, it's pretty bad. That's one thing. But now make it so that the Bluetooth headphones are right next to your brain. Do you even want to risk it? Absolutely not. You can look this up on your own, but another thing is to put your uh, phone on airplane mode as much as you can. Next thing, she says, learn label reading basics and replace what you can with homemade things because a lot of it is often very simple. Okay, so when we're looking at the ingredients on labels, here's some things that she says we should keep an eye on right from the start. And this is basically my list as well. Number one, seed oils. Number two, blue, green, red, and yellow dyes, artificial dyes. Three, MSG. Four, BHA. Five, artificial sweeteners. Six, sodium nitrates and sodium nitrite. Seven, refined white flour, rice, pasta, and bread. Eight, soy. Nine, synthetics like cheap vitamins. And ten, hydrogenated oil. Next thing, she says get some indoor plants that are good at filtering air naturally like snake plants that are affordable. Leave your shoes at the door. It costs nothing and keeps the harmful chemicals from outside from migrating indoors. Next, vacuum often. Change air filters and dust regularly. She recommends looking into Air Doctor, which is a high-quality air purifier. And she also says just keep your windows open and avoid air fresheners. Next thing with toothpaste. Avoid toothpaste with harmful ingredients. With makeup, with deodorant, with shampoo. Filter your water. Use real salt. Ditch inflammatory oils. The rest of them are just kind of like specific swaps that you guys can check out. So I do encourage you to go to this site, The Natural Minded Mama on Instagram, and check out her specific swaps that she recommends. And it's basically a bunch of products we've already talked about. But if you get the gist of what I'm suggesting here and what she's suggesting here with these initial steps, I think it's going to be really manageable for you. I appreciate you guys listening. I hope this has a positive impact on your day and on your week and on your life. I hope you have a good rest of the week as your first week to the year. And I'll see you next episode. Thank you for listening.